welcome to the Successful Collective podcast with me, Jules Duncan. And myself, Marisa Devlin, talking all things women in business. If you want to find out more, then hit the subscribe button or reach out to us on the Successful Collective on Instagram. Marisa, as always, I'm going to start and ask you, what are you grateful for today? Thanks, Jules. So this week, I am grateful for the finding of new places. So nearly a year ago, actually, we got the keys to our new house. And I just love, I spot wee things when we're out in the car normally. And I just love going different places. And I have to say, it only happens because of Kobe, the dog. And so this week I went on a totally different walk. Absolutely loved it. I become the total tourist. I actually always listen to podcasts when I'm out and I actually turned it off so that I could just enjoy the landscape and the lovely place that I walked. So new adventures and finding new places. That's what I'm grateful for this week. What about you, Jules? I'm grateful for living in Scotland this week. Because yesterday I went across to my friend's family have got a place over at Loch Eck. So from where I am, it takes me less than an hour to get there. 10 minutes to the ferry terminal, 20 minutes on the ferry and another 15 minutes on the other side. And every time I go over there, I'm like, I feel as if I'm in another world over here. I'm sure you've got feedback on that from growing up there. But... I feel as if I'm, and I don't know if it's crossing the river that does it, but I feel as if I'm miles away, like when I go over to like Loch Lomond and the Trossachs. So we drove up to an absolutely amazing place. I'll share this on our stories. It's called the Boathouse Cafe, Boat Shed Cafe. So it's called the Boat Shed Cafe up at um, Loch Oil. And it, it's just such a lovely wee place. It's quite small, but really amazing atmosphere they've got a fabulous instagram which is how i ended up there in the first place because their instagram presence is wonderful their social media is amazing and to be honest it did not disappoint and i felt as if i mean i was only away from the house five hours maybe all in but i felt like i'd been on a proper day trip and i think a lot of the time especially as that live along like the clyde valley river here we take for granted how unbelievable it is to live along the Clyde. And like a lot of us walk like along the Clyde, walking our dogs of a day down at Inverket, all that kind of stuff. And I think we just take it for granted. So I am very grateful because she drives five hours from Leeds to get here. I can literally nip over. I could go every day if I wanted. And so I'm very grateful for having that amazing place right on my doorstep. It sounds idyllic. It was lovely. And their food was brilliant. Cracking scone. I must go. Thank you for the recommendation. So this week we are going to talk about how does your brand attract your customers? So the brand of your business and the image of your business, if you are providing the same product and the same service as someone else, why does the brand matter? And how do you change that? So for me, I think it's all about the personality and the style of the company now I know that you are going to talk about Instagram later on so I think social media now is huge and that allows people to get a real true insight into what your company is but I think 
nowadays it's really, really important in terms of how a company portrays themselves. Mm-hmm. So again, that very much is down to first impressions of what you see, but also what's the reality. And you've just said, so you've just said you found a company on Instagram, but actually they lived up to your expectations. That for me is absolutely huge. So down to basic things for me is what what does the company look like? How does the brand and the, the vision of that company come across? And is that relatable? So if you then look at their website, a, does their website work? Because mm-hmm. sometimes you see some amazing things and then you go to check out their website and actually it doesn't work. Does does their website look inviting? And do you get that sense? I was chatting to a new client yesterday and we were talking about buying and selling houses. And we were talking about when you walk in to look at a new house that you're potentially going to buy, Lots of research that I've done in terms of styling and staging to sell is all about creating an aspirational space. Yeah. So I think that's really important for your company as well and your product. Is it aspirational to the people that are going to be your customers? And actually what I think is the flip side of this as well is if you are looking to work for a company or a small business, I also think you should consider why would you be attracted to work for that company? And all of these things, I think, come into play as well. Yeah, and I think like there's so many companies that maybe provide a similar service, a similar product at a similar price point. So what is it that makes you stand out from the competition? What's your unique selling point? And a lot of times it's not that you're cheaper. It's not that your delivery is quicker. It's not that your product's necessarily more effective. A lot of the time what makes people stand out is how you make people feel about themselves. This is very true in fitness. So when it comes to fitness and nutrition, there's not really a lot of new information. And of all of the coaches that I know, and I know thousands, all good coaches are pretty much providing the same information. And the science is the same. And the technique is the same. But it's how they deliver it and how they make their customers feel that makes them stand out and makes you choose one coach versus another. You may have heard us say before, people by people. And that's the thing. It's the how your brand makes people feel about themselves, how the brand makes people feel about the brand. So a lot of it is what feelings does the brand bring up for people? And that's the thing that keeps people coming back or not. Definitely. So it's really about emotional connection, isn't it? Yeah. And I think, as you've mentioned, there's hundreds of companies out there. And for many people they will not just make a snap decision on a purchase or a product. So sometimes that can take weeks and weeks and weeks. So it's about, for me, it's really important about how do you tell the story of mm-hmm. your brand and of your company? And then once it could be just one post that you've put on social media that catches someone's attention, then for me, that's where you've immediately got the advantage over another company or somebody that's doing something that's very generic or similar to you. It's just about capturing the imagination of your customer. And once you've got their attention, I would then say it's really important about considering, well, how do you portray yourself on an ongoing basis? 
are you maintaining that image of your brand throughout your posts? And are you keeping engaging content so that people, when they've considered your company over others, are then more inclined to continue a following your brand, continuing to get an understanding of what your mission is and eventually making that purchase? And it comes back to values as well, because people will connect with your values and the values of your business. So I think it's always good to keep in mind when you are making a social media post, when you're introducing a new product, when you are communicating with anyone, even in DMs on a private basis, are you acting and communicating in line with your values? So is are you portraying your values basically and are, because people will connect with you based on that and are you meeting your values? And I want to ask you this because you and I love Instagram and we definitely get caught in the trap of purchasing things that we probably shouldn't and as you call it, scatter caching. So I want to ask you this, how do you feel about brands that are completely transparent and tell you really honestly what's going on with followers, what's going on behind the scenes, how the com- company functions. How do you feel about that as a customer? What do you, What's your thoughts? Depends on the way it's done. So I think everybody needs to have a level of transparency and honesty. But I think if it comes with, it's, it's how it's how you set it out basically and it's what's the aim of sharing this so if it's from a find a solution type here's what we're going to do yes this is where we are but here's where we're going to go and here's how we're going to get there like we are working on something like you know when you go to disney and they've got like scrim up everywhere and it says like pardon our dust we're making improvements what if they just had scrim up there and they didn't have a sign on it saying pardon our dust, we're making improvements? You'd be like, why is this all blocked off? I don't understand. Yeah, exactly. And I think, yeah, share the journey. And absolutely, when you've made a mistake, put your hands up to it. But yeah, it's got to have a purpose and a reason. So I'm not a fan of companies and brands literally just being, oh, Everything's crap and this sucks. This is really hard and I'm fed up of it. Yeah, we would be totally turned off from that, wouldn't we? Yeah, I don't I don't feel that that, just because that doesn't sit in line with my values of like figuring it out and looking for solutions. So um, I think it's fine to say everything's really difficult at the moment and here's the challenge. But I think it needs to come with and here's here's what I'm going to attempt to do to fix it. Or here's what I'm going to do better in the future. Or here's our solution. Or here's the other path. But I think to literally just say everything sucks, it isn't helpful to your customers. Yeah, no, I totally agree. And I think it's really, really good to see the real people. Mm -hmm. And it is real people that are running a company. I think that's really, really important. But as you say... You and I would be very switched off from any company or any brand that was kind of promoting a negative vibe. That just would not be our thing. Mm. But I think the telling of the story, you know, um, a friend of mine from school is just about to launch a um, like a glamping pod business. 
So she's transformed an area within her garden and it's going to be absolutely huge. In fact, it's in one of those places that you get the ferry to, Jill, so you might be one of the customers. But she sent me her website. I said, please send me your website. And she was like, oh, I'll send you it because, you know, these things are your bag. And the first thing that I noticed and the first feedback I gave her is, I need to know who I'm buying or who I'm going to to be staying with. Who are my hosts? Tell me about your family. So it's her and her husband and their family live in the house on the site. So I want to know about them. And mm-hmm. customers will absolutely buy into their dream. And it's all of that that I think is just so, so important. And also what I said as well was, the business is not open. They're waiting. In fact, they've just got their license actually. But in the lead up to that, let's get the drip feeding done. People love to see the backstory of, oh, here's digging the foundations and Mm -hmm. here's the glamping pods arriving. All of that is just, you know, you and I, our stay would have been booked you know, if we'd been drip fed, we would have been in there. Yeah, because you buy into the story of it. And that's the thing, you don't have to have a finished product and everything doesn't have to be polished and perfect all of the time. Like, you can show people behind the scenes of how you overcome obstacles, how you deal with challenges. And customers don't expect you to have no challenges and have no obstacles, but it's how you deal with them that makes all of the difference but yeah I completely agree and that's something I say to all of the personal trainers and online coaches that I work with I tell them what we need to do is when we're starting off building an online coaching platform or we're looking to increase their awareness or their brand two of the posts that I would always encourage them to have pinned to the top of their Instagram is who am I and why am I a coach and how can you work with me and I think that is a lot of where a lot of brands fall down is they don't share how people can work with them or share their story of who they are. And this is, we kind of got into talking about this because I'm sure if you follow Marisa and I on our own social media, you will know we are massive, massive fans of Peloton. And we have had Peloton bikes now just over a year. And we, I mean, we are very big on that brand and it's not just the bike itself. It's, it's everything that goes with the brand that keeps us coming back to that. And it's their setup and it's their vibe that brings us back to Peloton all the time. Because there's probably better spin bikes out there, to be honest. Like the actual spin I'm bike. Buying, I'm not buying that. I'm not believing <laughs> on that. <laughs> Although it's great. I mean, it's a fabulous bike, to be fair. If anybody's thinking about buying a Peloton, it is a fabulous bike. But it's not the absolute best piece of equipment on the market in terms of spin bikes, but the overall package and the brand and the service and it's all the other stuff that goes with the bike over and above the bike is what keeps keeps us coming back to it. And it's and just I think I think it's really for me it's really given us the wow factor, hasn't it? Yeah. And I think as well when you're buying into a company or a brand I also think about, so what do you do to build and to gain people's trust? And with Peloton in particular, it's the most bizarre thing because we actually feel that we are part of that company. Yeah. And partly that's to do with their communication is phenomenal in terms of 
you know, you get emails from the company. They have one of the most amazing apps going. They then have the online, they've got on demand, they've got live, everything's going on there. And what, what one of the things that I think we love the most about it is we go on with coaches who inspire all the time. They're mm-hmm. positive all the time. And for me, that is huge. But one of the things that kind of cuts through all of that, that I think the brand have done really, really well is they just create a community. Yeah, so that is it. Something and you feel associated with something and part of something. Now they have had huge, huge global challenges. Mm-hmm. So, you know, they were, you know, during the pandemic, they were sitting around a market cap of 50 billion. And then in 2002, sorry, 2022, they've then replaced their CEO. They've had to issue recalls on bikes. They've laid off thousands of workers. So for me also, does that turn us off that company? Absolutely not, because I think in, it was in 2002 or early 2023 that you and I bought shares in the company. <laughs> but the key thing for me is, even if you research that company, what you absolutely can always see is they are trying to change things up and they are trying to improve. And as customers we don't actually see the phase where the share price is dropping because everything on the screen is still buzzing all the time. Um, so one of the things that they're doing just now in terms of trying to rework their brand is they're now trying to rebound their whole business by partnering with other businesses, hotels and gyms so they don't stay static. And again, that's just something that you and I love in a company and love in a brand. Yeah, that they're adaptable to change. And this is where... So many businesses fail that when the economy or whatever it might be, the legislation, anything, throws them a curveball that they can adapt and change with that curveball. And that's one of your biggest opportunities as a small business. Small businesses can pivot in a second. Huge corporations can't. So you have a massive opportunity as a small business to pivot with this. Now, here's something really interesting that you said there. And actually, if you listen to last week's podcast, this will resonate with you. You have said, you said that all of the instructors are always positive and you said they are always buzzing. It's not true. They're not. There's plenty of times that some of these instructors come on and probably Cody in particular, and they'll say, do you know what? I'm just not in the mood for this today, but I'm here and we're going to get it done. So he's not. And it's funny how you deem them to always be positive. (laughs) <laughs> actually but what they always are is honest yeah and they're not they're always solutions focused so even on the days that they're like and they are very honest with it like jess king will be like i've been up with the baby all night but I i'm here am but, she says, but i'm here but i'm here and i'm going to be present and i'm going to do what we set out to do and i think that's the thing it's you, everybody can have challenges. Brands can have challenges. The people representing your brand can have challenges. But it's how you deal with those challenges and how you convey that. But I definitely think with Peloton, it is the community aspect of it. And if they had, so say they had the same bike, the app was the same, the accessibility was the same, all of that was the same, but their vibe was different. 
I don't think you would buy in the same. Well, obviously, actually, I've got such a, a very good tangible example of that because prior to having Peloton, I had another brand, if you remember correctly. Well, and... somebody, might, somebody might have told her to go for Peloton and she made yes, a Yes, and I didn't listen. Excuse <laughs> me. Um, stand corrected. I'm happy to be in that place. And that brand, the reason I picked that was because the bike and everything was rated better and it was abysmal everything about it <laughs> the bike broke everything the customer service was appalling the coaching was not great and so funnily enough what you're saying about I'm saying oh that you know all the coaches are always buzzing you're right they're not there was one day two weeks ago where I started a trade class and I stopped it within three minutes in now that's partly to do with me because of what we talked about last week about that attraction to positivity, I stopped that class and went straight back to one of the go-to coaches because I knew that by the time I'd walked on the treadmill for 30 minutes, I'd be totally uplifted because of their motivational chat. And I think then that because they've got, in my mind, a very good product, then the trust is built through those people who represent their brand. And I think that's what's so, so crucial is when you have your own business, you have to represent your brand at all times. And even on the honesties, I still think you, you know, you tell you tell people how, how it is, you be honest about it, but remember you're always representing your brand. And I think that that connection with your customers runs through that and it's just so, so critical. And I think that customers quite, can be quite often so for example if we were on the peloton and those coaches were talking about all oh, the companies in disarray and we have not made our financial targets this year you and i would come off that bike i mean we'd be chatting about it obviously <laughs> but when customers know that there's something more important i.e the passion for what people are doing comes before the money i think that's ultimately where you build your trust as well. So you've we've said that word a few times, trust. Now, this is where I think you can create a brand that people love, and it all comes down to three things, know, like, and trust. And this is what you need to build in your marketing and your PR and how you represent your company and how you show up in social media or and how you show up in your premises with your customers and your potential customers, you need to build know, like, and trust. They have got to know you, like you, and trust you. And this is where I think a lot of people fall down is that they don't let people get to know them. And if you don't let people get to know you and your brand, they can never like you and they can never trust you. And I think people are always like, oh, but I'm very private. You don't have to tell people the ins and outs of your life and be like, oh, yeah, they're falling out with my other half and, you know, me and my brother don't talk and, oh, like, all of this stuff and, like, oh, I've had to remortgage my house. You don't have to tell people your private business in order for people to get to know you and know what you are like as a person and what you would be like as a coach, a mentor, a whatever service you provide. But you need to get let people get to know what you are like in order for them to like and trust you and buy into your brand and I think it comes back down to what we say all the time for that very reason people buy people and okay. I'll give you the example of the strategy that I use for Devlin Interiors 
majority of my customers now come through social media, some directly from the website. So for me, what I'm doing is I'm, I've given them information about myself, both platforms, but I'm showcasing my work so you can actually physically see something. But as soon as I get an inquiry now, what I do is I get people to come off. If it's on Instagram, I'll ask them to send me a WhatsApp. And the first thing that I do is arrange a phone call. And immediately they're getting a sense of who I am. And also for me, I get a sense of who they are because there are some people that were it's just not going to work for us. And then, so yesterday I went to meet a new client in their house. So again, you're going into people's personal space. Now, by the time I had left, her and I got on so well, actually. But by the time I'd left her house, she knows that I've got a daughter she knows that I'm married. She knows my favourite holiday destinations. And a lot of what she knows is not specifically about that business. Mm-hmm. And that is really, really important. And equally, I knew quite about quite a bit about her when I left her house. And again, as you say, getting to know the person, the liking of the product, the company, the person, and all of that is building up that trust. Did you tell her about Peloton? Well, no, I didn't actually, but I did tell you last week that I met somebody in a coffee shop and told them, so. <laughs> Most people we meet were like, do you do any indoor cycling? Do you know what Peloton is? Peloton's excellent. Do you want a free trial of the app? That's um, nothing to do with our shares. <laughs> yeah. We just love it, and I suppose that's it. You want to build a brand that people want to tell their pals about because they feel a part of it, they identify with it, it's a part of their life, and when it comes up in conversation, it's something that they want to share. So we would love to hear how you build know, like, and trust, or if you have only really just considered that you need to build know, like, and trust with your audience and how you're going to do that going forward, reach out to us on Instagram at The Successful Collective.